You're starting? Is yeah, sure, I can. Right. I'll actually I'll actually start this podcast episode. No, um, you won't. Welcome back, everyone. Today is episode... Uh, <laughs> what is the episode? 28? I, you caught me off guard. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I forget. I'm pretty sure it's episode 28. I could be tripping. 28 or 29. Dang it, now I'm curious. Let me go on Apple Podcasts and look this it's up. 28. 28? This is 28? Uh, All right. I think so. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's twenty. Welcome back, everyone, to episode twenty-eight of Waves on the Shore, where Jaren does not get to do the intro. Um, we've got some stuff lined up today. We've got some new music to talk about, and then we've got the regular segments. What are we listening to? And who the frick? Which is being hosted by myself today. We're switching it up, uh, giving Jaren a break from the segment. He's now staring into your soul, but of course, listeners cannot see that. So yeah, that's um, for the thumbnail. <laughs> I like that actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, before we get into this podcast, if you're unaware, Jaron has started his own YouTube channel, which you should absolutely check out. Jaron, check it out. No, it's, it's Songs and Sunsets now. You changed it. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's just, oh God. (laughs) Why? How come, how come whenever I go to talk, (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. Okay. It's Songs and Sunsets, and then a little dash, and then my name. Yeah. So, if you just type in that, mm. it should show up, hopefully. Search it up, subscribe, like. He's yeah. got some, some videos up. They're actually quite yeah. hilarious. He's got Yeah, by the, intro by the time this comes out, there should hopefully be at least like three, maybe. We'll see. I'm going to pressure like myself into finishing this video tonight because then when this podcast comes up, if the video isn't out, it's going to look really stupid on me. So I actually have my top 10 Florida Georgia Line songs coming soon. Oh, um, really? It, it was very spontaneous, but I was like, you know what? Literally everyone and their mom has asked me to do a top 10 Florida Georgia Line songs video. So you it's know, out now. Go check that out as well. You know what well. could be a cool thing? What? And we could do this on the podcast, and I'm not going to cut this because I people can give it <laughs> if they want to, but they seem to never do that anyway, so who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think a cool idea would be like, I kind of want to, I had an idea of doing like informal album I don't want to call it a review or like a top 10 list or like ranking, but like kind of like a kind of like what we do with movies, but maybe like put it on my channel or maybe just do it just for an as album. a thing for the podcast. Like for I was thinking specifically for Josh Turner's albums, because I don't know if you've listened to like most of them. I haven't listened through all of them. I've listened through some, but it's been like a while, too. So, OK, so I, I thought that might everything. be fun because it kind of be like our movie thing. I don't know. Jaren just likes Josh Turner a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. So that's... It's been five years. It's been more than five years since his last album. I literally, I was listening to his newest album and on the way home from work today. And his I was newest. Like, I was like, damn, man, it's tough out here. Life is a, I'm a Pacers fan. I'm a Josh Turner fan. It's, it's rough out here, man. <laughs> it's, wait, 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 wait. What, what, what's Olivia Rodrigo say? God, it's brutal out oh here. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even know you were where you were going with that one until you said it. You had an assassin and everything. Yeah, like she that. does that. And I'm a big Olivia Rodrigo fan. I've been watching High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three, bro. You're crazy grind. if you think I knew who Olivia Rodrigo was before the music, by the way. I had no clue who she was. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, so a lot of people that. didn't. Ah. I did, though. I've been an OG fan from the beginning. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so... Hey, we're doing a podcast. We are. So, anyways, <laughs> welcome back. We are now going to move into the actual, like, 
the beef, the good stuff of the podcast. We're going to talk about some new music. Um, we've got two albums and a song here we're going to talk about. Jaren, which one do you want to start off with? Um, uh, I don't know. Well, actually, you know what? Let's just do the song first, and then we can go into the albums. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. So... Um, and... Okay, uh, so <laughs> we, both <laughs> we both went to intro it. So That's the hilarious. song we've got today, the one we were going to talk about, is the new Parker McCollum single. He dropped Handle on You. It came out just about two, or wait, no, sorry, just about a week ago now. Um, August 5th, I believe. Handle on You. I think so. And Jaren was like, hey, yo, we should talk about this. And uh, I didn't disagree because I am quite a fan of this song, but Jaren, I'll, I'll let you kind of take the reins here. Um, so I've only listened to this song once. <laughs> um, and when I suggested it to you, I hadn't even listened to it yet. So, uh, I just remember seeing people say stuff about it and I liked the album, uh, the single cover. I liked the cover. The cover is really nice like, on it actually. And I was like, uh, let's just talk about it. I don't know. Cause and I feel like we haven't talked about Parker a lot. On the it's, been a yet. it's been a while. Um, so I was like, that'd be a good opportunity. But anyway, thoughts on the song itself. <laughs> Um, it's definitely one of his, on the better side of Parker's, uh, discography, I think. I think especially, like, post-signing label Parker, this is some of the, uh, this is one of the better pieces of music we've gotten. Which is no diss to, like, his album Gold Chain Cowboy, I really liked it, but it's just, like, this... I don't want to say it feels like vintage Parker McCollum, but it feels like original Parker well, McCollum. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like any mainstream artist on his label could have sang this song, which I think is a fair criticism of some of his recent music. Is like, okay, it's not bad, but it's, it's also not what necessarily made him special back when he was still in Texas. Whereas this song, I think, I think it's a nice little return to form, a new form. Yeah, I don't entirely, I don't disagree with you. Completely. I do think right. that this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this song, to me, I think it does kind of feel a little bit like old vintage, in quotations, vintage Parker. But at the same time, like the limestone, I feel like the limestone kid and probably wrong, anything after probably wrong feels very differently yeah to me and i don't think he's i don't know if he could top and, those which is no i don't mean that as like an insult i just mean that as i don't i don't know if he can top what he did with limestone kid and probably wrong specifically it's just kind of weird to me because it felt it feels like it's it it really kind of does feel like two different artists i me. really I don't really he's one of the people you can like i think the most see the influence the um label and the bigger producers have had on him because like you know there's a lot of like you'll get a lot of smaller artists that then they'll sign on to like a big label but they've always kind of been doing that right they like that they've always been striving after that sound that you're gonna get on the radio i just swatted a fly with my bare hand and hit it so like hold that out but um (laughs) oh geez now boston's train of thought but that was cool The fact that you said hold that L. Yeah. Um <laughs> trash talk it'll fly. Bro. Give me one second. 
Yeah, there's Bruh, some smaller. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. I I do. There are some smaller artists that like they'll sign to a big label and they go making music that sounds like your standard like um, new young guy, new kid on the block to a big label country radio star. Um, so then it's not really a surprise because they've always been after that sound. You could tell. Whereas I think Parker, he was so unique because he wasn't even like particularly like one of these rock country guys like his earlier stuff specifically probably wrong we're talking about um it, like it was still like soft rock but i found like his style was very unique it was very delicate his voice complemented it really well um but i think since he signed on it's been a lot more like um energetic party get the crowd going songs the kind of things you're going to open a tour with um sure and so, i think that makes yeah. sense a little bit i mean the transition definitely makes sense to me, but it's oh, yeah, it was fascinating inevitable. to me. And I actually thought about making a video about it, but it's fascinating to me just how he has changed. Like, and I don't even think it's, well, I guess it depends on who you are. I don't necessarily think it's a bad change. I think sometimes I might feel that way. Because sometimes I find myself, like, with Gold Chain Cowboy, I'd be listening to... I've never been a huge fan of Pretty Heart. <laughs> uh, and maybe I've been that. vocal about that before. And uh, and to me, it's just kind of like... I don't know. I miss, like, Blue-Eyed Sally. Like, I miss yeah. that. You know? And it's like... That Parker, I feel like, is just gone. Somebody murdered him. And... I just, I, every time I hear old Parker, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm hearing a ghost to get really dark. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you mean. <laughs> but though. I you get kind of true. The thing is you get glimpses of it on Gold Chain Cowboy with a song like Heart Like Mine, but there's something unique about, like, I'm just going to, old Parker, because he wasn't dropping songs like Pretty Heart or um, what was the one single? To Be Loved By You stuff like this and it's not necessarily saying they're bad songs but they're very much standard songs whereas when you go back and you look at the intricacies and the storytelling and just the it all just seems so original like some fun wordplay like he was um, on Things Are Looking Up who is he talking to? um Oh, geez, now I'm completely blanking. But it all just seemed a lot more original, and I think what was interesting to me about Parker when I first found him was when I looked at him, he looked like someone that I would expect to hear Gold Chain Cowboy from. But when I found him, you listen to his music, it's like, oh, like I heard probably wrong. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this is like different. This isn't what I was expecting. This is really cool. And I feel like now he's more what you'd expect. Um, if you just found him today by looking at him, he's kind of what you'd expect now. But, um, and th that's still no diss to the music. I, I'm pretty sure Gold Chain Cowboy still made my top 10 albums of last year, even if it was slightly a guilty pleasure in some ways. But, um, it's just different Parker. New Parker's different Parker. But Handle On You, uh, is the new single. And I think it's an absolute bop. I think it's like a good fusion. If we're going to use old Parker, new Parker... I think this is a healthy balance where he can satisfy both his new mainstream fans and the people that have been with him since the Limestone Kid era. 
I think I think the chorus is catchy as heck. Have you still only sorry? I do. You've only do heard like it once, right? Yeah, there's a lyric. Um, is it the drunkard one? There's something about he says oh, crap. I just he says something about there's like a play with the word fourth and fifth. Or yeah. Something like that. After all this back and forth, a fifth won't do. That's what he says, and I like that. I like that a lot, but I don't know. It's still. I do, yeah, I don't know. I still feel like we're. I want the old. I want old Parker back. You sound like a Drake fan. <laughs> I want the yep. old Drake. <laughs> I miss the old. Maybe Parker. I am a Drake fan. I miss the old Parker. I'm not singing a Kanye song. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think there is actually quite a bit of fun wordplay on this. I really like the one line um, in this, the kind of catch of the second verse when he says. Um, I tell myself I should quit, but I don't listen to drunks. And it's kind of just this, like, never-ending, like, the more you think about it, it's just a circle that kind of, like, it's one of the the funnier lines uh, that I've heard this year. In general, I think I like the circular motion of this song. Like, the repetition. Like, he starts and ends each verse with the same line. The chorus, the melodies kind of just loop, like, up and down and up and down in a circle. And, like, you know, I finally got a handle, finally got a handle on you. I think it's really catchy. I think it's really good. Um, Hold up. What? There's a there's a special edition of Gold, Gold Chain Cowboy that adds one song. Oh, um, Blanco County Rain? Yeah. It's actually a decent song. I didn't, but why is that? I don't know. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we couldn't just make an 11-song well, album. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I don't like that. I think that's stupid. It's like what Kane Brown did a few years ago with Experiment when he just kept adding songs to it. It's like, (laughs) dude, the album's been out for like two years. How are you still adding songs to it? (laughs) Not like a deluxe, just like he still kept releasing the album. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's almost like Donda 2, but Kane Brown. Maybe Kanye copied Kane Brown. I'm talking about Kanye West too much. Um, Donda, 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 Donda. It just dawned upon me that we should move on oh my g- to no, the wait, next wait, wait. thing. I don't want to move on. I don't want to oh. move on. That was a, that was a really nice transition. <sighs> I, that was really nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I just really want to... Parker's fit, bro. And the and handle on oh, you is cover. Yes, bro. Come red with the blue? Bro? Completely. Wait, are you saying good or bad? No, it's great. That's what I'm saying. He looks sharp. He kind of looks like, like if you pulled up to your grandma's like that, she'd call you a handsome young man. I ain't just a handsome young man. <laughs> I ain't just handsome. No, if I'd be looking like that, mm-mm. no, I'm not just handsome. <laughs> it's very Western. I've noticed, yeah, I like, like lately, I feel like Parker, since. But it just dawned on me that we should move on wow, to okay. the next. <laughs> right, I don't need to finish my point. It's okay. So, next up. We're going to talk about uh, the John Anderson tribute album. Uh, it just came out. When did so this good, come out? Bro. About a week ago? It came out this, just this past Friday. Just this past Friday, yeah. So a week ago. Uh, Almost. Six days ago. Six, six days, ago. days ago, this John Anderson tribute album came out where a bunch of artists came together to cover their favorite John Anderson song. Uh, the album is called Something Borrowed, Something New, a tribute to John Anderson. There are 13 songs. It is 45 minutes. Do you have any, like, specific standouts or 
things you want to talk about? I have a about? yes. All I right. think this is one of the best albums that has come out this year. Okay. Um, and I realize that it's just a compilation tribute yeah. album, so it's like, but like, still, I think it's really, really good. Like, I really like it. So, out of we're gonna talk about another album, which is also good, but this one is the one that I keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like, tough keep, to like, compare have... it because it's like a compilation yes, album, that's true. so it's hard For to sure. stack up. But as far as a compilation album goes. I do think on the whole, it's really good. There's just one specific issue I have with really? one song that I will get to eventually. I, I, I might know what I song think, it is, but I I'll let you. I bet you know what song it is, but I'll let you, okay. like, you, you seem more passionate about this one. So, I'll, like, best yeah, album really of the year, so let's talk, talk about, about this it. One. I, well, I, I've always liked, I'm, it's weird, because I've never been, like, a big John Anderson fan, but anytime I hear a song by him, I've always really liked it. Mm-hmm. And... And like John, uh, not what am I saying? Josh Turner covered uh, crap. What 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 John Anderson song did he cover? I don't remember, but it's on uh, Country State of Mind, uh, the cover album that Josh did, and it's really good. It's got it made. That's what it is. And John Anderson's actually on yeah. that song. He sings it. It's really good. Um. Uh, but what? Anyway, what I was saying is that I just really like so many of these songs i don't really like seminal wind the luke Combs song uh I'll, I'll talk about that more in a second but this i want i this is the version of luke that i want and i actually talk about this in my upcoming Ooh. youtube video but like shameless this is, plug from jaren imagine plugging yeah. your own channel on your own but podcast. this this guy <laughs> <laughs> This subscribe to bro, this show, podcast though. is literally based on... <laughs> okay. So Seminole Wind is like, bro. Luke like yells at one point. I was gonna say when I was driving I home, I had this on while I was driving home from work a few days ago, and when it's right at the end, and Luke just completely lets it go, and it was one of those where you like sit back, you let go of the wheel, and pray you don't crash. And you're like, okay, you have to just yeah sit there and appreciate. Like we went yeah. there. We did that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like that. That was, yeah. Mm. yeah. I want to know why, like, if Luke's music had this kind of vibe, bro. I know. I don't know. It'd Just be some more lo-fi yeah, Western style. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, the it really piano, does. bro. Obvi- the piano sounds so good. It does. I really like how it starts. And one thing that I found interesting. Is in the, at least in the first verse, and especially on the first listen, Luke doesn't like he sounds like Luke, but at the same time he kind of sounds a little weird. It's not quite to the to to the level of like was it Cole, Cole Swindell? I think had that one song where he literally just sounded like Dirk Bentley. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite that bad, <laughs> but like I feel I mean, and I think it's gotten as I listen to it more. I, it's I've adjusted to it, but I think Luke is just kind of singing differently and it just sounds different i don't know how else to put that and it it kind of i don't know if you experienced that but his voice sounds a little bit different to me um i don't remember thinking that but i'm gonna listen back i'm gonna gonna listen for it now when i go back to it and maybe you'll just be like jaren you're tripping shut up (laughs) uh but also besides that um the eric church song mississippi moon it, we get we get groovy vibey Eric Church just soul like, Eric like, Church like we get soul, we get soul we get Eric soul, Church and that's my favorite Eric Church so Mississippi Moon give me more of that so um 
I've got through this album almost two times. I listened through it straight through it the first time. And then in preparation, I just kind of had it on shuffle in the background. Um, I think naturally Luke Combs has the standout. He always finds a way to make it like the Luke show. Um, he's like that kid. That's just, it always somehow winds up being about him. But if you're going to drop a cover as good as this cover of Seminole Wind, that's how you're going to end up being the runner of the show. That's how you're going to wind up being in the spotlight. I also thought like back to back Seminole Wind and When It Comes to You from Sturgill Simpson. I thought those were both really well done. Uh, Strike Tequila Night, the Ashton McBride cover. I really think she knocked that out of the park. The only problem I have with this album that I alluded to earlier is the Brothers Osborne song, okay? Oh. Is this the issue you thought? Uh, I wasn't 100% positive, but no. I was... I thought, honestly, you might complain about... Like, I thought you were going to complain about something with the Luke song. No, no, I, I really like the Luke but song. But I was very wrong. No, I'll it's the Brothers it. Osborne wrong. song. Right, so like, what is the what is the vocal thing going on with his voice? What's the filter on his voice for? Like, it. I guess I. What? I guess I haven't noticed it. How? It sounds like he's singing into a DSI. I've listened to this album at least three or four times now, at least. Oh my gosh! It sounds like you're listening yeah. to his voice through like the sound system of a Chrysler that just got thrown off a bridge. Like. Oh shoot. It's. <laughs> Why is my audio? <laughs> it sounds so. No, I'm just gonna leave that in. <laughs> bad. Like, pull out the Brothers That's Osborne song right now. Like, it sounds it. old, but not in a good way. It's just annoying. There's like a really high ring to it in the higher parts of his voice. I, I don't know, man. Like, are you listening to it right now? Should I give you a second? Yeah. If you listen to the uh, John Anderson album. I'm not going to even say let me know if you heard it, because you heard it. It's a matter of if it bothers you or not. Because if it doesn't bother you, you're fine. For me, it just really threw me off, because it didn't fit. It's not like the whole album was like supposed to be in this really old vibe. And it's not even that I don't mind if you mix a song to make it sound older. But like the way they did this one, it's so eerie and ringy and rough, and it doesn't mix well, and I just hate the way it sounds okay okay um so i don't i think i barely picked up on it but i just kind of it's kind of like when people people put like filters yeah, yeah. it's like it just feels like a filter it's some, been put through some kind of filter to kind of make it sound like maybe it's Dating. like it kind of sounds crackly to me yeah but not in a good maybe, way maybe maybe it doesn't really bother me oh it bothers me and and <laughs> guys it bothers us. it bothers me man uh i don't you can hear it a lot better on the chorus i think yeah and it's not that um, i don't like the i like i said like if they're if the intent was to make the song sound more dated um a little more vintage i like the idea but i think there's better ways to go about it because like as far as making like a crackly um, rough sounding recording it, this one just sounds terrible and it's that ring didn't, at the top that I cannot get out of my head but didn't FGL do like a crackly effect with one of their songs um, like at the beginning of of uh crap what song is it like, it's the one where they're it's like it's a, it's one of the sexy time songs where they're getting ready to like you know what I'm talking about crap what is it from their new I think album? it's off of 
I think it's fr- off of uh, their second to last album. So, uh, uh, the, can't the say one with Simple. Country? Yeah. Crap. Now we're both just like... But they do have like a they put a crackly effect on one of those songs. Well, they I have swear. like the interludes, like um, Brother Javel, like All Gas No Breaks, Tyler. No, Green, not Castle. an interlude. Those are, like, phone calls. Um, um, talk you out of it. It's talk you out of it. Uh huh. That's the one. And use that effect. I thought it. What? It absolutely does not. It... There's no way. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I'm whack. No. Maybe I'm tripping. You're tripping. Because <laughs> I just did my Florida Georgia Line top 10. So I've been listening to Florida Georgia Line. Uh, and no, that song. Am I tripping? Can you listen to it after? I don't know. Look, the Brothers Osborne song. That's the only issue I have with this album. I, I cannot listen to that song simply because the way the vocals are mixed. It, borderline gives me a headache. I sound like a Karen saying that. But um, <laughs> I don't mess with it. I don't like it. It could have been really good. Because um, I do think the song fits Brothers Osborne. It's very... They picked the right song to cover, but no pun intended being like judge a book by its cover. But um, I think with that, unless you had anything more to say, we can move on to the final album we are going to talk about today. All I have to say is that I'm upset because I vividly remember hearing like some kind of effect on an FGL song and now I have no idea what I'm thinking. We'll find it later. We'll find it later. I'm upset. Anyway, uh, we're going to transition. It's a good album. Go listen to it. Uh... Yeah. Go listen to the John Anderson. <laughs> And uh, I was gonna sorry, say, you drop your chair. <laughs> I did. Uh, I'm uh, Ronnie Dunn. This <laughs> album <laughs> transition. Yes, Ronnie Dunn uh, dropped his new album, Hundred Proof Neon. Let me pull it up here. There we go. Uh, this just came out last week as well. A lot of people were buzzing about it. Um, what was I gonna say? Ronnie Nunn, kind of in the hot seat. I know uh, at this... Oh, I don't know if I can say that yet. I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know when said video is going to go up. But, like... Anyways. <laughs> um, You can just cut that out. Because I don't know what just happened. Because <laughs> I was going to say something. But then I realized... I... I'm going to have so much more work at editing this podcast episode than I normally do. <laughs> just this part. Just write down the timestamp. Because I was going to say, like, um, Bro, I don't... it makes sense because, like, Grady made a video about Brooks and Dunn, but that video is not up yet. So that's the why. The timestamp's going to be different for me than it is for you. I don't even care. I'll find You'll it. Find it. You'll kill me. Just got that part out. Oh. Um... <laughs> All right. My bad. <laughs> I should. Where's. <laughs> So Ronnie Dunn, uh, last week, he put out his new album, 100 Proof Neon. This is his fourth solo album, if my memory serves me correct. His first since 2016, Tattooed Heart, unless you want to consider Redone uh, an album, which is like his covers from back in the day, which I'm telling you, I still go back to It Never Rains in Southern California. I still go back to that cover every now and then. But uh, the new one, 100 Proof Neon, is out. There's some uh, familiar faces like Parker McCollum, who we talked about earlier, and uh, oh, who's the other one? Oh no, I can see him. Jake Worthington is on this album as well. Um, you got some songs. You got "Where the Neon Lies," which you might recognize in the Tristan Merez album. Um, I'm gonna come out and say right. So I like this song, but 
or this song. I like this album, album, but I did kind of get bored of it. So I, I honestly feel similar. I would probably describe my sentiment as similar years, honestly. Mm-hmm. I feel like musically, there's nothing to hate. I think the way he fuses the rock and the country into this honky tonk setting works really well. The vocals are good. He's got some good harmonies with the background vocalist. He's got some good features, obviously. Songs are catchy. I just think it runs a little thin thematically. Like, these are... I mean, maybe it's fitting because, like, a 100 Proof Neon, but these are all just, like, drinking songs about a heartbreak yeah, under a neon sign. I think that's the point. And yeah. I, I don't... That's not what I... But, but that's not what I always want from an album. I think most of these songs for the most part, give off that vibe. That honky-tonkin'. Yeah. It's literally... I'm pretty sure I remember seeing a social media post where Ronnie Dunn said something that he just wanted to make, like, like just, like, classic 90s honky-tonk country, and that's In that's which case, what this he is. succeeded. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, as far as something to throw on in the background, I think this album is great, but if I had to sit down and, like, pick it apart critically, I think that's my main criticism, is that... It's not that you can't make an album and focus on one specific thing for the whole album. And the reason I say that specifically is because the album I'm bringing for What Are We Listening To is literally, like, hyper-focused on one thing. Uh, but I just think this is, like, a collection of not mismated songs. I don't want to make it sound like they don't belong together. But it's, like, the, you know... These could have gone on any honky-tonk album and they would have sounded great. It's a collection of really good honky-tonk country songs. Drink the Under a Neon Sign. I think the music's great. I think it's good for the background. Just lacks a little bit of, like, diversity. That's all. I think it's good. Yeah. I would... That's the thing. <clears throat> I want more to say about this album. And it's not. It's definitely not a bad album. Oh, no, no, no. Like... Especially sonically. It's really good. Um, yeah, I don't want people to think I, I think this is a bad album. But I still can't remember, like, it's weird. There's two features on here, and I still can't remember if I, like, <laughs> I, I, they didn't say it out to me, and I don't even really remember Rodab, Abilene, although I think I remember, or Abilene, whatever it is. And, uh, I don't know, I think I've heard some people say that Road Abilene was really good. Maybe Grady put something about it on his story once. I can't remember. And that's not, I'm not saying it's a bad uh, song by any means uh i don't know it's weird i was i don't know and i was uh, on top of just it feeling a little samey i think maybe that's how i feel it also it also kind of threw me off when i listened to where the neon lies without tristan Merez, and i'm like yeah uh, yeah when i heard that for the first time i was like mm. It's definitely, we're definitely biased because we've heard the version with Tristan Rez, but after, I've definitely, I've listened to this multiple times now, and I, I just prefer the Tristan Rez version. This version is not bad, but I thought it was interesting that he chose, so, I would say it's a pretty good honky-tonk song. Oh, now. I think it's a great one. It it's one of my favorite songs in that album. But this is a good point I want to talk about, because I feel like I've noticed this more and more recently. Where people are just putting straight up putting the same song on different albums. So you've got like um Hicks Tape Two. 
I think that's oh, to some degree. I think that's always been a little bit of a thing. Maybe I've only started but, picking up on it now, but it just maybe, feels but like I, I do think bigger artists are starting to do it more. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, when because when Haley Witters did it with all the with the the devil. Oh, the devil, the devil, the devil always makes me think twice. That's yes. What it's called. <laughs> uh, and then Chris, because that was a Chris Stapleton. Uh, he wrote that. She cut it. And then before she got bigger, she's still relative. Like she hasn't like broken, broken through. But, but she's, at this point, she is. She's yeah, yeah. She's yeah. made it. She's made say. it. And I then, agree. She's got to get following now. And then like uh, two years later, Chris puts it on his newest album, which I think is it's like okay. And I would say those versions are very like very different. That's the thing so though, right? It almost feels like a cover where they're different. The examples I'm thinking is like Hicks tape two. That yeah. With, they had with, uh, Larry Fleet, La- the Larry Fleet song, uh, "Fallen er, in Love with My Problems," um, in love with my problems. But that was legitimately with John Party. That was the same song, right? They just yeah, put it was the same, not different. the same <laughs> MP3 file on two different albums. You also that, got that is interesting. You've got um, oh, good grief! What is with me not being able to think of names? There's a Midland, the Midland song with John Party. Um, Long Neck Way to Go. Holy crap. Long Neck Way to Go was released as a single for Midland. It was on their last Resort Greetings From album. Now there it is popping up on John Party's track list for Mr. Saturday Night. Then oh, got, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, then you've got Ronnie it, do, Dunn, do we think Where it's the Neon Lies. And it's just like, is it a different version? No, it's the exact Midland? same song. So this is what I'm saying. It's like, whose is it? <laughs> That is weird, and I don't—I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, it is happening more. No, I take back what I said. It's happening more often, just, and it's more egregious. It's just been, yeah, because like if you do a cover, like the thing with the Chris Stapleton Haley Witters, right? Those are two wildly different versions of the song, and it's like, even yeah. even if like an artist, like even if John Party did his own rendition of "Long Neck Way to Go," now it's tough because he was already featured on the song, which is where it's weird with like the Tristan Rose Ronnie Dunn one because it's like. Is it a cover for Ronnie Dunn? Because he was already featured on the original. But, like, let's just say John Party. Let's say Mr. Saturday Night was, like, I don't know, a Kane Brown song. And it was some pop trash, <laughs> right? And John Party was like, hey, yo, I could turn this into a hot stock. If you put your own spin on it, you make a cool cover. I have no issue with that. That's been going on forever. It's just this whole, like, putting the exact same file on multiple different albums yeah. i don't know if i like it or very very similar yeah, yeah. it is weird because i will say the tristan rez ronnie dunn versions they're different but they're not that different are they di- i swear they're the like, same instrumental just with like ronnie takes no, the full they, song they are different they are different. different i'll have to listen back i i'm pretty sure they're very it's they're very similar though. maybe not the exact yeah same. but the, in vibe they're they're similar yeah. it's, it was my point so I think it's interesting that or it, it's worth noting that the Ooh, that. Chris Stapleton. That I hate you, man. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I'm getting bullied today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, the Chris Stapleton and Haley Witters versions of the Devil Always Made Me Think Twice. They're so different, and then we have all these other cases where they're just not very different at all. And it's hap- it seems to be happening more often, and I would say that I don't like it. There's a lot of things that are happening in country music right now that I don't like. <laughs> like? <laughs> like Zach Bryan. 
Stop. Bro, what's Stop this it. pancake making Stop it. Pancake making music album. If that Stop. album Leave drops. Leave the pancake making music to Jack Johnson. Leave it to him. Get out of <laughs> here. If that album Stop. drops, I will put in a review that is simply a video unedited of me making pancakes, okay? If this album <laughs> comes to fruition, that will be my review. Uh, but yeah. Um, Ronnie Dunn album, it's pretty good. It's pretty darn good. Uh, just thematically, it's pretty samey. It runs down the same line. He kind of beats the same horse quite a bit, but the music's still really good. And as far as something to throw on in a public setting, I think this is pretty, pretty much all you can really ask for. So the Ronnie Dunn album, I give it a, I give it a thumbs up. If we're using the new podcast rating system, I would say it's the best thing of all time. Um, yeah, it's the best thing ever. It's the greatest yeah. album of all time. I would say both albums that we've, all the music we've covered so far is the best thing ever for sure. Yeah, it's like they're all the, they're all the best thing in the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> but with that, I think we can move on to everyone's favorite segment. What are we listening to? Where we bring an album? Well, no, no, I got oh. a good one. From we should start saying that it's better than experiment, or it's worse than experiment. <laughs> Experiment is the, is the. But then everything's gonna be better than. It. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I like some songs. That's from a that. good point. I remember back That's in. That's a good I, point. Quick detour before we go to what are we listening to? I remember back in the day when like, Experiment was still kind of new. There were songs on that album that like legitimately gave me hope, and I feel like I, I gave Kane Brown the benefit of the doubt for a long time, and even then I still mm-hmm. will because of his voice. But it's like you know. Back in the day when he was, like, leading Boyfriend Country. Um, Alright, so... Exactly why is my Apple Music not loading? I was going to pull up the track list. But, um... Back in the day, Kane Brown was popping off. I would go through that album, and I'm thinking songs like Short Skirt Weather. I wasn't a big hater of Homesick, if I'm being honest. My Where I Come From. I was sitting here thinking, like... Kane Brown, I see the potential here, right? And then he dropped some trash here and there. He dropped Famous Friends with Chris Young, which I still just passionately am not a fan of. But then, <laughs> like, you know, you, you get his cover of Believe with Brooks and Dunn. You're like, holy crap. Oh, my gosh. That's really Kane good. Brown. You're you're sitting there again like Kane Brown's got Bro, potential. Sour. Uh, let me get here, right? And then, so you're <sighs> riding the high of Believe, and he drops oh, some you're more. You're taking us through the timeline, okay. He, he drops some more, like, trash like that mixtape volume one what was that right I other than but then of course you got is it bfe i think and you're like I have no idea i think it is bfe of course apple music will not let me see things um and so you listen to that mixtape album you're like holy crap that was bad but but bfe man that gives me hope and then he'll come out with like whiskey sour and you're like this is the time bro kane's turning it around we're about to get grand <laughs> bro then he comes out with grand okay and i still don't know if i should give him the benefit of the doubt because he still is capable of whiskey sour but oh anyways yeah believe in whiskey sour like fantastic yeah there whiskey sour is a song that i s- still like i probably listened to it just a couple days ago it's oh my gosh song. i th- actually think it might crack the top 22 of 2022 for me it might. i do too um did it come out yeah. earlier this year or was it the end of uh, no, uh, yeah year. i think you're right it came out at the beginning of this year yeah it was like really close to the beginning i think let me see yeah that's a really good one um, um but this is not 
Let's not talk about Kane anymore. Yeah, let's move on to some better music. Uh, <laughs> it is what are we listening to where we bring a song, an EP, an album, or all of the above. Uh, just what we've been listening to. And so, uh, who wants to go first here? Would you like to go or do you want me to go first? Uh, you could go first. All right. So, I'm yawning. <laughs> stretching. So, I was going to bring a certain piece of music. Not anything special. I just like... I was like, yeah, I'll bring this album, kind of cool, whatever. Until, like, four days ago, I came across this album, and I was like, right, this is what I'm bringing. Because I saw um, a TikTok. It was a TikTok. I follow different people on TikTok that, like, give different music reviews or their thoughts on music, whatever. You know the people I'm talking about. Sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background, just FYI. But, um, yeah. One of these guys that I follow, he put out a video, and he, he'll do, like, little album reviews. And by reviews, he kind of just, like, posts the track list and, like, gives a rating of each song and an overall rating and, like, two sentences of thoughts. And he dropped this one on this album that I'd never heard of from a guy that I had kind of never heard of. Uh, and the thing was just, like, 10 out of 10, best album of the year. He's, like, unbelievably sad can't believe this wasn't out earlier or whatever something like that and i was like okay well if you're gonna straight up drop a 10 out of 10 out of nowhere and call this the best album of the year i'm checking that out right i have to and holy crap is it actually really good so it is uh and it's from such a weird person so let me explain it is called jamie by montel fish it is listed as christian but it's like very loosely Christian. It's not worship music at all or anything like that. It's just he's a Christian guy. And so the reason I'd seen him before is for some reason he posts like little like 55 second like motivational videos or something on YouTube. And I'd seen like a few of them pop up in my recommended a while ago. And I was just like, what is this? And if you go to his page on streaming services, his albums are like bedroom gospel right, bedroom lo-fi, stuff like this, and it's all, like, inspirational, instrumental music, whatever. And then there's a three-year gap, and then out of nowhere, he just drops Jamie. And hmm. so it is, like, it is really sad. It's tw it's 10 songs, it's 27 minutes, it goes really fast. The, some of the songs are, like, a minute and a half long. But it's kind of just a short little walk through, like, almost like a snow globe view of this guy's uh, relationship as it fails this person he was gonna marry and then like right before it I guess fell through I don't know if Jamie is an alias or the name of the actual person Sam Hunt type beat but um <laughs> yeah it's like so straightforward the songwriting it's it's nothing crazy at all it's just very raw like and you go through you can kind of just read the songs titles and get yeah. an idea like last dance fall in love with you and I go a thousand miles no it all flows kind of like one continuous song. Like, you won't yeah. notice that you're on to And I'd Go a Thousand Miles. You'd still think you're listening to Fall in Love with You. Other cool thing he does is, um, other than Enough for You, which is like an interlude, um, I don't know if that was yeah. or not, every time he says you on this album, there's like a little, he does this little um, vocal thing where he does like, you, ooh, whatever, and depending on the song, the vibe, it feels so different and as the album goes on you kind of feel the energy drain from it and you kind of all of a sudden it's over like a more minor chord and it really 
the note he hits really makes it sad. So this whole you yeah. thing across the whole album, just you, you see it slowly get like sadder and more defeated and the vocals get more and more like kind of tired almost in a way. It's really cool, man. Um, the songs will end with little like voice memo kind of things of him just like questioning stuff. There's a little bit about the Bible at the end of one of the songs when he's trying to relate to, um, oh, good grief. Now I'm going to blank on the Bible story, but it's a cool album. It's, uh, as for the sound of it, I should explain because, okay, yeah. uh, it's, it's almost like an really basic sad indie pop kind of sound there all the songs are just simple guitar ballads with like a bunch of vocal layers that's kind of all it is whether it's an acoustic or an electric guitar they're all super slow super simple but it's like i love it and when i so when i was talking about ronnie dunn how the um topics kind of ran thin this whole album is just one continuous story but it's told so simply and it's so easy to follow and it's so short just being like 27 minutes it's so cool i really like hmm. it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to check that out it's saying it seems at least interesting at least oh yeah even if I... you don't like it per se i think most people could appreciate it and appreciate what he's doing on these songs it's all very cohesive it's all very well thought through despite feeling so like um the songs feel very much like a last stitch like pouring out emotion kind of thing hmm. it's cool that's what that so jamie by montel fish that's what i was listening i do to. i do like that i can read the titles one by one and kind of see that there's kind of probably there's this story of a relationship starting and a bond forming and then that bond breaking that kind of thing well you can see yeah and even with the you thing you can see like fall in love with you and i go a thousand yeah, miles for you. the catches and i go a thousand miles for you enough for you and then there's like talk to me falling out of love with you destroy myself for you i can't love you it's really cool yeah cool concept out i like it yeah so you're up all right i'm up he's up okay i'm gonna be honest I don't, I don't think I have a big, I might, there's a very high likelihood that I'm forgetting like an album that I've been like listening to a bunch. Uh, well, actually, here's what I'll do. I'll, br I'll, I'll bring two things, but they're kind of not, neither of them are like, one's an EP and one is just like an artist, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, gotcha. let me see if, okay, so here I'll do this one first. Um, this is very much a country thing. It's a uh, Gracie York. I've heard of that name before. It, I've heard yeah, some music yes, here. Yes, you have. Uh, it's literally it's just her first EP, and yeah. I think it's just pretty solid. Um, I had I, I I was listening to her yesterday, and and I was freaking listening to her amazing cover of Texas Rain. Such a good song, and I was like, I'm pretty sure she has older music that I haven't heard before, and so. I went out of my way to go listen to it and it's just it's not as good as uh, sad bird but uh it's it's just different it's more fleshed out like country rock got some rock ballads because mm -hmm. um, uh sad bird was more of a just an acoustic just an acoustic album sad acoustic album this one's a little bit more upbeat 
Um, it's also there's about two years in between these two. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just solid, uh, easy listening. I think, and it's short, so it's not hard to digest. So that's my first one. Also, you can't really go wrong with Gracie York. She's easily up there. She actually with, has like, bangers. Like yeah. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> She's easily up there for me with like with Bo Armstrong or who else do I like that's relatively small? Palmer Anthony is pretty good. Um who's the guy that I discovered because of you? Um crap. His he has a song called I think he has a song called Burnt Orange. Clayton Mullen. Clayton Mullen. Bro, Clayton, Clayton Mullen's Mullen's pretty solid. Still on need, my radar. Watch out for I him. I need to listen to more of him, but I so what I've heard from him, I really like. Love Goes. Country um, Central the other day just asked, what's your favorite country song of the year so far? And I I, I had to say it. I was like, bro, it, it, I still think it's Love Goes by Clayton Mullen. Love Goes is good. Burn, have you heard? You've heard Burn oh, Orange, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I really I really like Burn Orange, too. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying I really like it. Well, I don't care um, which one like better. Like, <laughs> I'm probably... Mi- <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably missing some other smaller new artists, but Gracie York, check her out, please. And then Ooh. I have on the topic of small artists. Um, oh, what? I think probably like my favorite small artist is dropping an album this Saturday. Um, J W Toby dropping his album. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, dude, this guy. I hated him for a bit. He took his music off streaming, and I was like. Well, how are you going to do that, right? Because this was, like, his two albums were, like, some of my most listened to things. And when I went on to listen to it, and I was like, well, where'd it go? Right? And so, anyways, then he posted after a bit. He was like, to those asking, yes, I deleted all my music from all platforms. I was like, okay, frick you. He basically says, like, he doesn't think the music was true to himself. Um, He's just said it was the subject matter. He's, quote, so bland it pained me. I disagree. But anyways, uh, he kind of rebranded, and he's dropping a new album this Saturday with 13 songs, including some of my favorites from the last two albums. They're coming back, so I get them back. Um, like, Blue Eyes and For You are going to be back in my library. I'll be a happy man. But yeah, this Saturday, J.W. Toby dropping an album. Uh, Heart on Fire, I believe, is what it's called. Uh, check it out. It's so dope. Oh, it will be so dope. That's very interesting. He's straight up just like, wow. He just, I respect it, but I hate it. <laughs> it's like, dude, like, yeah. Uh, that drove me nuts for a bit. But I'm getting some of my favorite songs back on this new album. So, okay, yeah. And so my other thing that I wanted to bring. Yes, I kind of completely cut you off. Um. Oh, well, you're fine. That because that was interesting. Uh, considering that I've I'd listened to a little bit of his stuff, not as much as you, but, um. My other, uh, I'd like to bring another artist, and they are their name is Acoustic Trench. Um, I don't know who they are or what their real name is because they they seem to be just like kind of anonymous. And the story behind how I found this discovered them in the first place uh, is a little weird. But really quickly, I'll say they, it's not it's it's instrumental and it's it's just guitar. Um, it's guitar. It's covers. It's 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 just a really intricate, beautiful. Um, Jaren, I don't mean to cut you off again and make you edit more. What? I straight up what? just got a freaking notification to renew my virus protection. So, <laughs> that popped up on the screen. Why wouldn't it go to this monitor? It had to go to the monitor with Discord on it. Sorry, just so you know, so it's not in the final edit. <laughs> the 
this episode's okay, so brutal I'll... for you. This episode's brutal for you. <laughs> okay, I'll just start over with Yes, this. just go All again. Right. <clears throat> All right. So the other artist I wanted to bring is called Acoustic Trench, and uh, I have a it's a bit of a weird way that I discovered them. But if I remember correctly, uh, I was on YouTube and I had this vi uh, video recommended to me, and all I saw was this guy playing a guitar. His his head is out of the frame, and he's there's this dog playing there, and if, I can't. Uh, what song was it? He does acoustic covers, and yeah, I, I think it must. This. Yeah. The album. I think it might have been, um... Crap. This is gonna kill me. I don't remember what song it was exactly. And so I started, and I was like, wow, I really like this. It's just really pretty guitar. And it's, like, really good for just, like, throwing on the background if you're trying to work on something, or you're, maybe you're trying to read, or whatever. I know the exact music you're talking about. Yeah, and that's what I did with it, and I was like, this is awesome. And... And as, as I kind of started to dig more into his Instagram and I was looking at his YouTube, I found out, so he likes to, he has two dogs of this guy. I, we, I don't know his actual, we don't know his actual name. He's anonymous. And uh, he, he plays these songs. He records these songs with his dog. And sometimes he, it seems like even sometimes his dogs will like play, like keep time with him and like play like a bass drum, <laughs> which I don't know if that's like real or what. But some of his videos have that, and I was like, huh. Um, it's a little bizarre, but it's kind of cool. Um, but a really sad thing, and I'm not trying to make people cry, but this oh, is one of the dogs cries. die. So uh, about a year, just over a year ago, the dog that has been in literally every video, like the it's the one that kind of looks like a golden retriever. It's like on every cover. Uh, the dog's name was Maple, and the dog died. And so ever since maple died he hasn't really like Aww. made any videos or anything like that and i do think actually i think he did one video um and it's kind of sad and i'll get into it a little bit but like so he adopted that dog when she was a puppy and then a couple of years a couple of years ago he adopted another dog named cherry who had had like had kind of been she was really skittish and like shy because i think she had kind of come from an abusive like uh, previous home and so maple had become like a i don't know it's weird because it's like a dog thing but i like i like went in depth and was like reading posts that this guy made and all this other stuff i was like going through like old posts from like i went down a rabbit hole with this thing and <laughs> uh, and i was like man it just kind of sucks because like now he, he still has his other dog but it's like they maple was kind of like this uh way for him to like both of them expressed how they felt through music because he like played guitar for her and he lost that partner when she died yeah and so that's kind of it's uh it just kind of i don't know it's kind of wholesome but also really sad at the same time but the music is is very very good he's really good at guitar he does a cover of like he's done careless whisper yeah album looks really paradise short by, 10 songs 17 minutes yeah um paradise uh, Coldplay cover, really good. Even Numb, what, Numb by Linkin Park. When I saw that he did that, I was like, "This, how do you cover Numb like and make it sound really pretty?" And he does it, and I'm like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And he, he does "Wake Me Up When September Ends," like Green Day. He does the Last of Us main theme, bro. He does Mia and Sebastian's theme from La La Land. I freaking love La La Land. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. 
And man, maybe we should. I might actually have you watch that at some point because it's a musical movie. It's got good music in it, so you might enjoy it. I'm not sure. Um, but man, I just recommend that you guys check it out. Um, if you want to cry, scroll through his Instagram. Just really get invested in this dog that he has, and then remember that it's dead. Um, <laughs> That's so dark. <laughs> I, I know, but uh. I I don't know. I kind of felt like. I just kind of dove into this and I was like, then I felt like, I was like, dang it. Then I realized, like when I realized Maple died, I was really sad. Yeah. And, but I, I don't regret discovering his music because it's really good. Yeah. And uh, the artist's name is Acoustic Trench. He does YouTube videos and he's on Spotify. I don't know. He's probably on Apple Music yep, and I stuff like that. that. Yeah. So yeah go listen to it cool. it's pretty good if you like instrumental chill acoustic stuff i think it's ten it's technically classical guitar i think is technically mm -hmm. i think that's what he plays with yeah it's a classical guitar but it's amazing all right all right we, uh... so we're gonna move on to the final segment of today's episode it is who the frick i'm very excited why am i very excited because i am in charge <laughs> i got to do the research this episode i picked the artist <laughs> I picked the clues. I'm very interested to see how you're going to do. I feel like you're going to understand the how like tunnel vision your mind goes once you get it's a it's a weird feeling. Yeah. You will probably yeah, blank. I'm, and then I'm you'll not, hate I'm yourself when you don't get it. I am very <laughs> excited. excited. It will excited. be very validating for me to see you struggle. Uh, <laughs> what if I just don't? That would be embarrassing. What if I what if I just if you know these, if you know, here's the thing, right? I have some really good clues, but they're clues that I feel like if you know them, you're instantly going to be like, bang. Sure. Like this. Okay. So I don't know. All right. We're going to go right. We're going to get right into it with the first artist. Clue number one. Before they were a recording artist, this artist was a division one FCS quarterback at Jacksonville State University starting for them in 2008. Huh, okay. I, I don't like know much about American football, country. but that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good. I don't starting quarterback for Jackson State University. I uh, feel like this person does pop country. Well that that that's your first clue, right? Football player. Yeah. You have a guess. Huh. Um, I have well, okay, I'll try to come up with one. Um I, I need to get a timer pulled up for the next as well. How long yeah, do you give me? Thirty uh, seconds? Well, I usually give you a minute, a minute? but at this okay. point, I, I might just stop using a timer because I barely use it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can time me if you want. Oh, crap. Who do I want to... I'm kind of... Like, I feel like... I'm thinking, like, in the ballpark of, like, Cole Swindell, but I don't think it's him. And I think... I, I feel like I did Cole Swindell once. I'm pretty sure I did do that once. Um... Yeah, the tunnel vision's there for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you get it now. Ah, man. I'm going to have to press you for an answer, man. I'm going to take your line. I'm going to have to have press you for done... an answer. Did we ever do Brett Young? Did I ever do Brett Young? I'm just going to guess Brett Young. Brett Young? Wow, that is wrong. So, <laughs> we're going to move on. I was going to say, I was going to say, I did not get that. When you said, wow. The second clue. I have some really, this person's all over the place. All right, so. Okay. This artist was also a contestant on season five of the CMT reality show Redneck Island. Wait, shoot. No, bro. I've done this. Wait, did you do this person I... before? 
I might have done this person, but I don't. But I'm forgetting you. No, because yours is Survivor. You did one with Survivor. And then who else is? Okay, you're right. You're right. It was Survivor. This is Redneck Island. I don't even know what that is. It was just on the Wikipedia, and then I googled it. I was like, ah, cool. Who would have? <laughs> who is? Who doesn't care enough? Who doesn't care enough? That's what this is. <laughs> Nobody with dignity. Nobody with dignity. Watch me trash talk this person and watch this be a person I like. No one with dignity would do that, I feel like. Redneck Island? Okay. Is this a guy or a girl? What if this is a girl? I feel like it's a guy. I'm not going to uh, tell you, but like, you know, a starting no, 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 quarterback don't tell me. I'm for talking, Jacksonville I'm, State I'm, University. No. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. Um, Jacksonville. Okay, well, mm, no, I don't. This is bad, man. I feel like, who else? I don't think about pop country. I feel like this is a pop country artist. They don't have dignity. They don't have self-respect. <laughs> I love this. I love being on the other end of you this. You know what? I'm just going to I'm just gonna guess Chris Young. <laughs> no. Uh, last <laughs> clue. This is more one that, like, this is, your last clue, I'm, I gave you one that maybe you can, like, work something out here. So, okay. this artist released an EP in 2013, 2015, 2016, and 2017 before signing to Big Machine and releasing their debut album in 2019. Big Machine, 2019 Is this Chris album. Lane? Is that your guess? Right away. Yeah. Chris Lane? No. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. I don't... Who is it? It's Riley know. Green. <laughs> oh, wait, what? I didn't realize he was... I, I he know! Was... I googled I him. I, I kind of came up with a list of names and then, like, looked through to see who had more interesting stuff. Then I got on Riley Green's. I was like, this guy was a university quarterback. This guy was on a reality show. I he played football. I guess I just didn't realize he would... I, 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 I guess I forgot that he went to college. I think I knew that, but I think I forgot it. Mm-hmm. I would. I don't I know. I didn't know where Jet was. It Jacksonville, Jacksonville State? State, and that's in Georgia or Alabama. It would be Alabama. Probably is that in Alabama? Isn't Jacksonville yeah, that in sounds, Florida? Jacksonville State. Yeah, that sounds familiar now because I'm sure he's probably mentioned, mentioned Jacksonville the song. In the song. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Oh, well, for no, one. Riley Green has Swing and a miss. Well, okay, Riley's one of those guys that isn't afraid to do things, you know? Yeah. So I can see him being on it. That's fair. <laughs> um, Riley's got some dignity. Yeah. yeah. I'll take the L on that. Yeah, you're going to take another. I had my heart set on a pop. Like, when I think. I know what you meant. Like, I know what you were going yeah. for, but it was really funny because, like, watch, like, me be hating on this person, and then I like them. And I'm just there, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. I like Riley Green. So, so yeah. next artist. Um, this artist was the first act signed to Dot Records, signed in 2014, but shortly after the label closed, uh, but shortly after the label closed, and as a result, this artist was labelless until 2017 when they signed with UMG Nashville. But that partnership was short-lived when this artist wound up signing with Mercury Records in 2018. So basically, kind of mainstream, a lot of label issues. If that means anything. Mercury Records. Has that rung a bell? Huh. Oh, it has. Oh, oh, you might get this fast. <laughs> Mercury Records. I know, I know one for sure, but is this that person? 
You have three guesses, like so you might as well throw it out, I, and then if it's not... I know, I know. I know, I know. I'm trying to think, who else do I know that's on Mercury Records? Because, crap, I know... Dang it, I know someone who, like, is relatively... Okay, so I know for a fact Chris Stapleton's on Mercury Records. Um, and then there's another artist that I know is on Mercury Records, and I feel like this might be them. Them. And I don't think this this could be Chris, huh? I was mocking your voice, guy. Keep going, <sighs> bro. Look, man. You have you have full rights to mock my voice cracks. They just don't have. That's it. fine. <laughs> All right. Um. Dang, this is really bothering me. I know. Crap. I know another artist who's on Mercury Records. I just can't think of who it is. Like it's there. It's on my. I'll just. I'm gonna guess Chris Stapleton. It is not Chris sure Stapleton. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't think it was. This is going to kill me. So, your next clue, in 2018, <sighs> after, la after landing their go, first go, go. number one hit since their debut album in 2014. Or wait, no, sorry. In 2018, after landing their first number one hit since their debut single in 2014, this artist joined Carrie Underwood on her Cry Pretty tour as the opening act. This is Carly Pierce. This is not Carly Pierce. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so this is my last clue. This is where I think you're gonna get it. I was trying to, bro. I I was like, this is. I was just gonna. I was gonna. Try, I was. That was a shot in the. That dark. was gonna that was be like so a, cold. That that would have been cold if it was her. That's what I was going for. I All right. Big <laughs> hint here. Last hint. Oh wait, wait. Okay. Can you what? When did the, you, in the first hint, you said the their debut album came out in 2018, is that right? With with Mercury? No, they were, they're, wait, what? Hold on. I need to check. <laughs> um, I, I thought you said something along those lines. The first, their, their date, like they had released EPs, but their debut album their first, came out. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm mixing Riley Green with somebody else now, am I? Their am first I? album... Was 2015. They were still with Dot Records at the time, which was founded in 2014. I don't even know Dot Records. I know it just got because it went under so fast. Yeah, I know UMG Nashville, and then I and I definitely it's know a division Mercury. of UMG. So, yeah, Mercury. Wait a second. No, 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 no. Do you want the last hint? I think the last hint. Can you, okay? Am I allowed to have? I don't remember. I've probably maybe I've done this for you. I don't know. Can I have the first two hints again, just real quick? Yeah. Sorry. Just to... I think you might as well get the third hint, too, with it, because, like, it's a big hint. Unless you want to go on sure. the So... Well, no, just... Hint number one. I'll read, to... I'll read all three, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hint number one. This artist was the first act signed to Dot Records, signed in 2014, but shortly after the label closed... Uh, but shortly after the label closed. And as a result, this artist was labelless until 2017 when they signed with UMG Nashville, but that partnership was short-lived when this artist wound up signing with Mercury Records in 2018. In 2018, after landing their first number one hit since their debut single in 2014, this artist joined Carrie Underwood on her Cry Pretty tour as the opening act. Hint number three, this artist is a duo. Oh, wait, with Carrie Underwood. Oh, now you know sure the pain. It's Dan, it's Dan and Shay. Is, is that your guess, Dan and Shay? Yes. It is not Dan and Shay. What? It's not Brothers Osborne, is it? It's Maddie and oh, wait, Tay. No, no, no. 
It's Maddie and it's Tay. It's Maddie and it right Tay. After I said that. They've had so many label issues. And then okay. 2018, that was Die from I forgot about heart. the label issues. And right after, I was like, it's not Brothers Osborne. And I was like, is it Dan and Shay? Because I'm pretty sure they toured with Carrie. I Underwood. think they did too. So that's not and a so bad that's, guess. That's why I guessed Dan and Shay right there. I don't know no, it about makes sense. Maddie and Tay. But I remember them having label, label issues. issues. Yeah. No, that sounds familiar. All right. Dang. Well, Jaren's 0 for 2. This guy sucks. You're pulling, you're pulling out. See, that's the thing. I forgot that Riley Green existed. Like, I knew he existed. Dude, that, no, that's I... what happens. You just... Oh, jeez, I hit my mic. You just forget these things, like... Well, no, that's not... That's Yeah, like, I hadn't even... That's partially why I never even gave him to you, because whenever I would think of artists, Riley Green was never someone that came to mind, and neither was Maddie and Tay. I never <laughs> thought, maybe I should give Maddie and Tay to Evan. Well, so that doesn't help. I beat you to them. So, final yeah, artist, okay? Final artist. I have some weird clues, so I actually have four. Great, great. Oh, you have four, okay. <laughs> because I felt bad. And because because hint number one's a throwaway, okay? Okay, alright. Okay, so... So do I get four guesses then? Uh, Yeah, I'll give you four guesses, okay. Okay. Uh, Hint number one. <laughs> this artist's family were peanut farmers. <laughs> I just kind of like that. I, I read Coulter that. Wall. No. Good guess, though, actually. <laughs> I just read that, and I was like, yeah, I have to do that. <laughs> Brother, peanut farmers. That's just kind of funny. Is that just really funny to you? Uh, yeah, like, you're. Uh, what do you do? I'm a, I'm a peanut farmer. Don't, I mean, that's just, don't stop, though. I like my peanut it, butter. Bro. bro, Evan's out here <laughs> hating on peanut farmers. No, y'all are, are the real ones. Um, okay, so now it gets deep. A lot of death okay. coming up, okay? So, at the age Wait. of 19... Right before okay. moving to Nashville, this artist's brother was killed in a car accident. As With a result, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> you knew, you've heard the stories? Oh, yes. Bro, it's, oh, yes. You got Give that quick. Give me the quick. rest of the clues, though. I, so, I, yeah. So, it's funny that you... I. Sorry. I remember I, seeing I an thinking, interview about it. That's how I knew it. Well, the, even with after I guessed, jokingly guessed Coulter Wall, I was like... I feel like Luke Bryan's family could have been peanut farmers, and then I don't know. And then you, and then you just when you came out with the, the dead, the dead brother, I was like, no, it's Luke. Yeah. Bryan. So. So what is? Here's his story. Homie has not had it easy. So at the age of 19, right before moving to Nashville, Luke Bryan's brother was killed in a car accident. As a result, this uh, Luke changed paths and instead went to college, graduating with a bachelor's degree in business administration. However, after graduating, Luke's dad encouraged him to pursue his original goal of moving to Nashville to become a musician. Third clue. In 2007, Luke's sister died due to, an un due to unknown causes right before his Grand Ole Opry debut. Seven years later... Oh, dang. Yeah, seven... I didn't know that one. Yeah, well, I there's more. So seven years later... <laughs> I know there's more. Yeah. Seven years later, his brother-in-law passed away leaving their children parentless so as yeah, a result i remember that yeah as a result uh luke began raising their nephew while also taking a parental role over their two nieces who were already old enough to watch over themselves by that point and then last clue uh this artist 2013 album was named the acm album of the decade that was crash my party really wow i did not know that yeah just like jason aldean won the artist of the decade yeah, if I didn't happen to know about all that crap that he's had to go through, I would probably not have gotten that album. Dude. Well, if you had told me the title, I would have, but you probably wouldn't have told me the title. Why would I? <laughs> what? Look, bro, I don't know. Sometimes Canadians are stupid, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine who the frick 
I just hopped on and was like, <laughs> this artist's first album was titled... Crash um, my party. <laughs> not even that. Like, this album had... Or this artist has albums named This One's For You, What You See Is What You Get, and Growing Up. Who is it? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> this artist's name is Luke Combs. Who is this? Uh. I need to. I, I'll have to pull out the Luke Combs sometime, though. Ooh, I'm gonna have to do that. That'd be a good one. That'll be interesting. I'm excited to see. What you There's too many country artists out there. If that's that's one thing I run into when I prep for this, though, is like, who do I, who? I think of people? And so it's like, and I just forget that some people exist sometimes. Yeah. Like I probably would have done Riley Green a while ago. I don't, but I didn't. But I, at the same time, I try to think of artists that I normally wouldn't think of. Like I did Trace Atkins that one time. Uh, I don't listen to Trace Atkins <laughs> unless I'm listening to Where the Country Girl's At. That's on repeat 24 Club banger. That's how Jerry gets his at, ladies. At, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> 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 